Hi everyone, this is Diva from Bloodhunter and you're listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast, where we delve deep into the albums and bands that shaped metal. Please visit our website at the Metal Pit at www.themetalpit.org where you can find album reviews, interviews, and live show reviews. Also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Metal Pit. And for some video interviews, video shorts, and audio vi versions of the podcast, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com at The Metal Pit 666. All right, so I am your host tonight. My name is Ken, and uh, I have, again, we're back at the same team we've had for the last couple of podcasts, Billy and Jim two esteemed uh, writers on the metal pit and also very, very knowledgeable guys in the uh, guys about metal. So tonight um, we're going to be talking about, um, I'm flubbing a bit here, but we're going to be talking about uh, Voivod. And before we uh, get into a discussion about their their fifth album, um, I just wanted to uh, let everyone know, uh, uh, as, as Blake has asked, that we give uh, a big shout out to Kim because it is her, it is her birthday. So happy birthday, Kim. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kim. I'd, I'd sing happy birthday, but I'm still <laughs> reeling from last night's show. Uh, so my voice is kind of shot. <laughs> but happy birthday, Kim. Yeah, uh, Blake was saying, yeah, you guys could sing, but I, I don't think I'm good at singing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that one. I'm definitely going to pass on that one. <laughs> okay, so we are here to discuss Voivod. Um, this is going to be a, a good talk tonight about Nothing Face, album number five from the band, uh, originally released on MCA Records in 1989. Um, this album marks a stylistic change into a, a surprisingly um, progressive direction. Um, it did crack the Billboard Billboard chart, 200 charts, uh, peaking at one, one, uh, one, 114. Um, there was also a music video for this on track number three, Astronomy Domain, for the, from the uh, cover of Pink Floyd that, that was heavily featured on Headbangers Ball. Uh, now in the band, we have Piggy, we have Blackie, we have Away, and we have Snake. So, uh, you know, this is a, during the classic period of the band. Um, so basically what I thought from here, so we've got this introduction, um, will be for you guys to um, first tell me how you got into Voivod. So Billy, how did you get into Voivod? Or when did you first hear them? Yeah, so it, so I come from the uh, same part of Canada, actually, uh, as Voivod. So I've always uh, heard of them, uh, although I'm not French-Canadian like Voivod. I do come from uh, the, the French province of, uh, of Quebec. So I'd probably say, uh, you know, I've definitely heard of the band, I'm going to say like around 1985, 1986. Um, but the first album, like I definitely owned a copy of, uh, would probably be Killing Technology. Uh, so really liked the uh, the album at that point. Uh, interestingly, though, I struggled a bit with Snake's vocals. It didn't like fully click with me uh, on day one. Uh, okay. But then everything came together when I got a, a Dimension a Hatros. Uh, finally everything came together for me and you know over the years snake has become you know certainly a strength of the band his his incredibly unique vocal style but at first i struggled a little bit so like, i guess i was fairly uh fairly early but mid 80s i would say okay and jim how about yourself yeah and in this neck of the woods it was a bit harder to get you know content from bands like this because uh, i mean they started off pretty much kind of underground but I had a buddy who used to vacation down in Florida he brought back one of the Metal Massacre albums that had uh Condemned to the Gallows on it so about 85 I guess it would be I picked up I special ordered Warren Payne through Sam the Record Man they downtown on Barrington Street <laughs> which in Halifax is smack dab downtown they used to have a double level one so you could get all the really You know, I, I very, very rarely made it down that far. My parents would be entertaining people over the summer. We'd head downtown Halifax and I'd sneak up there. And I remember special ordering it, paying like 30 bucks and getting more in pain. And me and my buddies just, it blew us away. And and like Billy, the vocals, you know, Snake's vocals were kind of odd, but I think that's what kind of 
got me in there and and you know piggy's guitar was just uh i mean it was kind of like half out of tune on purpose in a way and it was was really cool and i know like when they first came out everybody was kind of like voivod there this heavy band speed band just uh kind of a little bit more taboo you know you had your you had your other thrash bands out there but they were so different sounding and i think that's what uh what kind of reeled me in and the first time I think I saw some live video on a Canadian video sh show, which would have been of a show with them wearing gas masks. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that blew me away. I was like, these guys are wearing gas masks on stage. This is cool. This is metal. So uh, ever since War and Pain, absolutely loved uh, love, love this band. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then for me, uh, the first album I bought was Nothing Face. Um, I'd heard of the band previously, but I didn't really get in, into them until the fifth album. But once I heard that album, I was totally blown away by it. And I, I loved it. Then, of course, I went back and, you know, I bought like Killing Technology, I bought Roar, War and Pain, and then uh, Dimension Hot Tross. So, um, yeah, I've, I've really been a huge fan. And I noticed that they do have a really, really big following in the States. There's a lot of friends of mine who are American who totally love this band and totally think that they're, they're the shits. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're a fantastic band overall. So, all right, so now that we've sort of acquainted ourselves with the band itself, um, let's uh, deep dig really into the album itself. And we'll start with the kind of first intro and the first song on it. So, um, Jim, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 this album is interesting because when I first, when I first, uh, when it first came out, I mean, it was so popular. And I kind of, when I first put it on, I, I bought it. And I got it and I listened to it and I kind of was like, the hell, this isn't Voivod. You know, the first <laughs> thing that went through my mind was, and then, you know, the unknown knows the first song on it, but it's got that intro with it. And it just went into kind of a bit more progressive, very proggy kind of sci-fi sound, which, I mean, I, the song is amazing. I mean, the vocals, but the vocals are super clean on this album. And, you know, I guess as they progress from Warren Payne, war roar killing technology and then into dimension hat trust the production and everything seemed to get a you know quite a bit better miles above and i mean this album your breakout album this is what what uh made them famous and i mean you know and and you start off with that intro and then bam you're into the unknown nose kind of it definitely goes together and like i say it just uh i mean it, it just it blew me the way that i was really took me up probably five or six listens of this album way back in the day when i was uh when i got it to really get into it because it was such a change from their previous stuff and there wasn't even any really any signaling i mean i guess on dimension had trust they kind of were you could now it's easy to see maybe the progression but mm -hmm. then i didn't and then all of a sudden this came out and i was kind of like I remember seeing, you know, the, vi the video for the song that will be coming up soon and going like, oh, this is Voivod. My God, they've changed. They've changed. But no, and this is a great way. I like the song. Uh, it's a great song uh, to start it off. But like you say, it was such a surprise to me when I first put this on. And uh, but then eventually I, I grew to absolutely love this album. Cool. And uh, Billy, how about yourself? Yeah, so I feel uh, very similar to Jim. I mean, it was clear from the uh, uh, beginning of uh, Unknown Knows this album was uh, shifting a little bit, definitely more into the uh, the prog rock, uh, prog metal, prog rock side of things. Um, you know, production is cleaner on the whole album. Uh, one thing I really like, I mean, not just with this song, but the album as a whole, like Blackie's bass is uh, really forward in the mix and he plays like a big part, uh, you know, through the album. And I think that makes sense. Like progressive metal, progressive rock, the bass always plays a bigger piece uh, and is usually recorded uh, more up front. Um, you know, and, and this song just represents what we we get uh, on this album i think right we still have the melody uh, snake has got clean mm -hmm. vocals um 
but musically you get piggy's unique re uh unique riffs and uh you know some of his like you know uh you know soloing that you'd never expect and uh may not work in other bands but works perfectly here so uh yeah i love this song for me it's it's probably my favorite on the album uh also love that voivod play it live a lot uh you know i've seen him a few times over the last two years uh, and this was in the set uh, every time so yeah great overall uh, track love it okay yeah yeah i like the song too um i like the opening um it is a little bit different from pre the previous albums and of course i find that uh, the vocals snake's vocals are uh, a little bit more cleaner uh they're a little bit more controlled because on the first couple like he's just basically screaming like a punk screaming his head off for for, for almost every album so i like this it's a departure but i like the departure hmm. um i like it also because this song is to me it, it is pretty much i would agree the best song on the album um it's also a very lofty song for me because it, when you when you listen to the lyrics they're talking about seeking knowledge and the frustration behind seeking knowledge and it's like oh this band never got into this kind of stuff before um because you know they're they're like they had like a, fa a fantasy setting band where it's like they have you know these punk punk inspired um creatures from outer space coming down to earth and it's so this was a big big departure but i like the song so i, I would agree with you guys it, it, it's a strong song so uh, uh billy why don't you start us off with the second with, with track number two yeah so uh, obviously the uh title track uh you know just another uh great song on the album sort of in, in the top half for me um you know love the main riff on this song it's just so incredibly addictive um you know again like on no unknowns uh, no one knows that, uh, you know, musically, uh, very complex. Like, you know, the band is really progressive what's there, but, you know, again, this is where the, the songwriting so good, like there's just enough melody to keep the listener engaged. And then musically, everything comes together, uh, with multiple listens, right? This is not an album where you say, let me play it once. Uh, and oh, this is my favorite album, right? Some of these songs, especially in the later half, I needed like, 10 15 20 listens yeah. to fully appreciate what, what the hell was going on uh, on the song so yeah just a, another great uh, songwriting uh and again that songwriting that just clicks further and further uh the more you listen to it just great and snake again doing a great job uh, on this song yeah absolutely and uh jim yeah you know billy hit it on the head with that we, this is an album for multiple plays. And like, I have a lot of friends who are like, I can't believe you love Voivod so much because they just, I feel the either get it or you don't. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people don't get it. And hey, that's cool. But, you know, and this song here, I mean, it's got, I think it has more of a bit of a classic sound of a Voivod sound. But what I like about it is it's so much more clean that you can really like, you know, Billy said on the first track there, you know, Blackie's bass, you, you, you have more bass and you have the drums, the ways drums sound great on this, the vocals, and you're not just, it's not just drowned out by the, by the threat, the thrashy guitar uh, that, you, that you heard on the first few albums. And uh, it really, it really is a complex song. And I mean, I, I absolutely love it. It's in my top half of the best songs on this album. And, uh, you know, it also has that punk vibe to it. And, and as the album goes on, I know in the later half of the album, there's a lot of punk sound to it. So uh Definitely a really good song and one of my favorites on the, uh, my favorite is Farther Down, but that uh, that is one of my top three for sure. Well, you know, it's also funny that I find, and I know, again, um, the inspiration for the song was Igor Stravinsky's uh, Rite of Spring. And that to me is like, I've heard that. It, it's a classical piece. Um, so it's lofty, lofty goals. Yep. You can see that they were shooting for the stars here. Like they, they were going for it. And obviously, this is what the band, the new direction for the band. And the next song that we're going to talk about is certainly proof of that. So uh, go ahead, uh, Billy, why don't you start us off with with, with the next track? Yeah, so uh, I think we're on Astronomy uh, Demine, right? Yes, that's, yeah. that's correct. Uh, yeah, so uh, so interesting song. So so I, I love the song. Uh, now, I, you know, I, I had, uh, I, you know, I, 
somebody introduced me to Pink Floyd probably before I even got into metal. So uh, I was always a Pink Floyd fan uh, early. Uh, I like this song. So I knew the song before I heard uh, uh, Voivod play it. Um, yeah. But, you know, for me, I think, you know, Voivod makes the song their own, right? I mean, they didn't, like, veer off the path completely. But, like, you know, because it's a metal band, right, it's just the dynamics are that much stronger. It's heavier. So so it's more impactful uh, from my perspective. And, again, you know, Snake, you know, he could sing, like, melodic and clean, right? Like, just not something we're, we're used to at this point. Um, so, yeah, great overall, uh, great song um yeah you know the uh way like it bothers me not bothers me but i'm always a bit disappointed disappointed when people talk about this album and this always comes up uh because again it's a great song on the album but you know voivod doesn't need songwriting help and don't need to rely on a big band right this is just uh, an add-on to uh to the music now we could always debate like would this be their best-selling album without that pink floyd track video i don't know like it's not my favorite song on the album but it really enhances uh the album so yeah i think mm -hmm. I'll, I'll leave it there you know a great song um okay. but sometimes it's attached too much to this album okay uh jim your thoughts oh man totally agree i mean i think this is an eight track album with this as bonus material and i'm not trying to downplay astronomy to mind love their version of it love the song and you know what i'm so glad that they decided to do a cover from a band that would be probably as intricate or maybe as different as pink floyd they could have you know, if they had done something pop, you know, something popular and it just would have came off as total cheese, this doesn't, this is, and they put their stamp on it a hundred percent. But I do agree with Billy. It, it does. This is the song that probably is a gateway for a lot of fans, which is great, but this album is so much more than just astronomy to mine. I mean, there's so many good tracks on this album and I agree wholeheartedly out of all the bands out there, Voivod definitely doesn't need any writing ideas, help. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, and, and just they're them making stamping this with their own sound. Just so cool. I, I think it was a great pick. And I think, you know, when you think of so many bands that, that, uh, I mean, there was no bandwagon they were trying to jump on here. They just changed their sound, wanted to probably go more sci-fi progressive. And this fits right in. It's not like they, I don't know if they sat around and thought, I mean, yeah, this, this is probably their best-selling album. But, and I know that, you know, MTV were, you know, pushed and, and much music, pushed the heck out of this uh, video. It was in their heavy rotation, you know, and, and in a lot of cases, the more it's seen, as it said, the more it's sold. So, you know, for sure. But I, I think the whole album is great. And when I talk about the album, I usually don't really bring this song up. I usually try to go with their other tracks to, uh, accentuate the fact that it's a great album with or without that track on it well you know what's funny this is i'm going to throw this out there but i think this song is very strategic and i say that yeah. because i i i love that i love pink floyd i love that first album piper at the gates of dawn it's a fantastic kind of progressive psychedelic album and i swear i i really feel like this album or that song is it's you're telling they're telling the fans that this is the direction we're going to go in so you listen to their their cover version of it which i would agree with you guys it's actually a better song than the original because i went and i i actually today i was listening to the original song and it's like it bored the hell out of me it just it just <laughs> it meandered way at the beginning and here they you can see right up front the met like as billy said the metal metalized version it's right up front and it's a strong strong song and also I've noticed for me, the other thing that I find interesting about that song is how uh, Snake, his vocal style starts to get into that kind of sort of harmonized Pink Floyd delivery for vocals. You can sort of see it. So I think the song really is strategic in a lot of ways, in my mind. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's how I'm looking at that song and why it's placed at number three. And it's telling you right off the bat that, yeah, this is where we're going, guys. And there's more to come. Would you guys agree yeah. with that or yeah, I don't know, that's just my opinion. Okay. So we'll go to the next track and that's uh Missing Sequence. It's an interesting song as well. Uh Jim, uh take us into that song. 
Yeah, this is a cool song. Uh, you know, you come off of Astronomy to Mine. I guess if you want to say their most commercial song, <laughs> my mind has a commercial song, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's got that cool intro that's really cool, the high vocals, and it starts off nice and slow, then it speeds up, and then the, you know, the Voivod signature guitar sound, that just, you know, it's Voivod, when you're listening to it, you're like, oh yeah, here we are, and I mean, the song just takes you on a journey in so many different directions, this is one of the ones that I like that would probably be a little more in the underrated, uh, you know, I find it's a little underrated on the album, uh, probably because it's overshadowed by a few of the other songs on here. Um, but it's a it's a great song, a great track. I absolutely love it. Still not my favorite on the album, but probably my number two or number three with uh, with Nothing Face. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's a great, great song. Cool. And uh, Billy? Yeah, I, get, I, I I think a lot of us are, are on the same wavelength today. <laughs> uh, yeah, completely agree with that. Again, I place it in, in the top uh, top half of the album, probably top three, uh, three or four, I guess. Um, really like the, uh, the cool, slow, melodic opening by Snake. Uh, I, I love that line in his vocals when it picks up uh, and he shouts now and then the song sort of takes just one of the, just one of the quirky parts like all Voivod songs have that really stick with me uh, again you know plenty of melody but all the uh, the cool uh, unexpected time changes uh, yeah. that come with Voivods all over this place for me a way I find his drumming's uh, pretty intricate here lots of interesting stuff going on fills it, it sounds really uh, really cool and just like the you know those parts where the sudden stop go aspect of the music uh just really uh brings the song together so yeah another amazing track for me yeah i would agree with you guys it's a really good song um so i listened to the song and my first thought was they're talking about aluminum in the lyrics so i went to i actually wanted to look it up so i went to it's obviously all lyrics are interpretive so there are some saying that basically snake wanted to write about uh, alzheimer's disease and that seems to be the uh general um thought amongst people who i guess analyze lyrics so again it's like it's lofty and it's lofty in a way that i find uh for a lot of these metal bands especially in the canadian side they seem to be shooting for high for higher ideals i like i and i like to write about disease and mental disease Mm -hmm. and illness so i i find i'm going yeah we just sort of saw this in annihilator now we're seeing it again in in you know voivod but it is a really, really good song. It, it's very effective. Lots of twists, lots of turns. Mm-hmm. And I would agree with you. It's it's one of the stronger tracks on the album itself for me. Yeah. yeah. And Ken, if, if I could just yeah. add, uh, yeah, I, I love the analogy you did on the lyrics, right? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that is true, right? Because these guys come from like Jean-Claire, Quebec, uh, yeah. which is a huge mining town. Uh, and, and sort of the Alzheimer's, and, you know, that's a common thing uh, that many of the older miners have experienced. So okay. I think probably the, the family and people they grew up with uh, were mm-hmm. very much exposed to that. So the song was, I think, probably pretty personal to them you're, you're probably right i mean i'm i'm not really familiar with their background so much yeah. but but yeah that, that that could be very true so it's yeah. just something that i noticed on, on the album all right so let's go to the next track that we'll, we'll discuss here and uh jim why don't you take us into x-ray mirror that's yeah, a great song not one of my favorite songs on the album but a great song i mean i like all it's hard to i, I would never even disgrace Voivod with a with a bad song or a bad track. It's just, it's not one of my favorites. It's towards the middle to the back end of the album, but it's got that classic Voivod sound again. It's great vocals. It's got a catchy melody to it. And it's just, I think at this point, by the time I listen to this song, I'm realizing the direction the album is going heavy prog. So it's changed. And I, there's a part of me, I know when I first listened to it was waiting and waiting and waiting for that, you know, that thrash speed metal to kind of just come in there. And uh, I think at this point, I've decided that, okay, this is where we're going. So this is where the ride's going to go. But I mean, I, it's a great song, uh, probably towards the back half of the album for me, but, but a great song nonetheless. Okay. And Billy? Yeah, I, I, again, I think uh, pretty similar here. 
Uh, I, I, I do enjoy the uh, enjoy the song. Uh, I think it's interesting, right? The, the first songs we talked about all have a, you know, they're probably easier for the listener to absorb. You know, maybe there's one in the back half that I think we might all like a lot, but uh, I do find it's a, you need a bit more listens for, uh, for the last half to, to fully sink in. So for me, there were two songs, right? Like X-Ray Mirror uh, and Pre-Ignition. It took me a long time uh, to fully appreciate these songs. They just didn't click with me at first. Um, but, you know, you know, this song I really like, I think instrumentally, like about the halfway minute mark, maybe three minute mark, you know, the way Blackie and Piggy go into like a, an instrumental break. And it, it's just classic Voivod. I just love it. Uh, you know, abstract music, the progs coming in uh, really good. I mean, Snake again has uh, some some actually decent vocal hooks here on this one uh, after you listen to it a few <laughs> times. So I like it, but it was one of the hardest songs for me to get into uh, as I absorbed this album over the years. I could see that being like a hard song because I think the song, again, with the lyrics, it comes down to being all about uh, self-reflection and the idea of a, of a personality change. Because if you get, the song gets really twisty in the middle part of it. And then all of a sudden at the end of the song, you get that, uh, the shattering glass, which I think is like a, I know you guys didn't mention it, but but I'll mention it because I think it's a really nice touch. It almost like signifies that something happened and that crash is so great. Um, I think it's a good song too. I, I I like it. I think for me though, it's a couple of listens, at least two or three before you sort of, get a vibe for it but i would agree with you it's 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 probably um on this album it's a, it's a tougher listen as far as i as far as what i i i go with that song yeah. so we'll go into our next song uh inner um uh, combustion uh go ahead uh, uh billy get lead us off with that one uh yeah so uh again i think uh uh, I think it may have been Jim who said this. There's not really bad tracks. Uh, but for, for me, this is, if I'm honest, this is going to be my least favorite on the album. Um, you know, and again, some one of you guys said this earlier, the back half has some punk influence. And so for me, that really comes through uh, on this particular track. Um the, the the strongest thing by far this is another sort of uh, blacky uh, strong song uh mm -hmm. the, it's a really bass heavy song love is like groove uh on this track and again piggy's uh, unusual riffing uh, at the forefront here but for me blacky kind of saves the song for me but again like out of all the tracks it's, it's probably my least favorite okay and jim what do you think yeah, it's not one of my favorites either. Um, I think the back, you know, right, the back half of the album it goes really into more, like it's more of a prog punk kind of. Mm. I don't know if, the, I, I like how they position the songs on the album. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, but, you know, uh, it's got like, it's got pretty clear vocals on it and it's got, he mentioned the groove and the groove is phenomenal. And that's where you're getting a punk groove from it. But it's, it's kind of, I would classify this one, the next one, and, and maybe one other as a bit more definite punk sound to it. So at this mm -hmm. point of the album, I'm like, okay, you know, and, and I, my ne the next song, I'm not super jazzed about either. So there's been like two or three songs in a row where, they're, they're good songs. They're just not my, they would make up. I mean, there always has to be, there's nine songs on an album. There can only be so many in the first half. So this one would definitely fall into the back half of the album for me as well. Well, I'll make it unanimous. I would agree with both you guys. <laughs> and so I was curious about this song. So as I'm listening, I'm looking at the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, what, what, what are they talking about? So I looked it up and it seems to me there was a preoccupation with the idea of uh, stringing the idea of hermetic theory and catalyst fusion, two scientific terms that I'm not really familiar with, into the song itself. So again, I go back to that lofty idea. It's very, very clear to me that they, they were viewing this album as their chance to really put a stamp on a, a, much, a much higher ideals for like punk thrash or whatever, because this is going in a whole new direction. So I would agree with both you guys. Like for me as a song, eh, it's kind of all right. I don't mind it, but I really had to look it up because I was not, I'm like, what the hell is hermetic theory and catalyst fusion? But hey, if you can make, if you can make a song out of that, then, you know, 
all the power to you as far as I'm concerned. So we'll go to the next song, uh, Reignition. And uh, Jim, uh, take us into that. You know, <clears throat> the drums start this off. It sounds really good. A way's really good on it. It's not, again, this is like the third song that it's a good song, but it's not in my, in my top ones. Uh, you know, the vocals at the beginning are really, really cool. It's got more of a chunkier sound to it. So how I figure this album's going, because my favorite song is coming up. And uh, this kind of, for me, takes me through a journey. You got some great stuff at the start. Maybe towards the bit of the middle, it, it kind of slows up for my like a little bit. <laughs> and then you start getting into that chunkier punk sound where I feel it kind of starts to finish the album off with the next couple of tracks. So it seems like a direction they were going and these, uh, you know, and, and it's starting with pre-ignition is, is what I've got from that. So. Okay. And uh, Billy. Yeah. So this is the one I mentioned kind of uh, uh, along with uh, X-ray mirror that took me a while to, to fully click in, right? Like this is just mm -hmm. uh, uh the songwriting here, the structure is just so unique, uh, unexpected. Like, like it's, it's really out there. Uh, you know, Piggy's playing some really strange chords uh, and guitar lines. And I know if there was a guitarist here, they, they'd say what it is. Like, that's not me, but uh, mm. like, it's just a really unique uh, song. Um, and so, like, I did learn to appreciate it over the years. And it took, like, you know, maybe 30 listens to... To, to really get into it but what just an interesting thing uh there was a cool uh, interview that chewy did recently uh and they kind of asked him you know on each album like what was his favorite song to play mm -hmm. and for him he picked this song uh oh, really? and and really because it's just like a challenging like crazy song right like piggy's uh guitar uh writing here on this is just so unique that he loved playing it yeah, and, okay. and they, they threw together, uh, they, the, I mean, it's on the Morgoth Tales. So yeah, it yeah. would be like their newest release that was just released. And I saw the same interview where he, you know, it seemed like the guys got together to get the sort of backup hit from the album. It would be the not so obvious hit. And I saw that interview as well. And I think they all got to pick or they all came to an agreement on each song from most of the albums. And yeah, it was kind of odd. Because I thought maybe the next song would have been that, but no, it yeah. was pre-ignition, which was pretty cool. Probably because, as you say, those drums, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also, for me, I think lyrically, I think it's the most challenging song. And I, I thought about this quite a bit because there are lyrics like generated waste, environmental squeeze, uh, cybernetic beings like I'm like what are you guys <laughs> discussing is this like some kind of organic thing from outer space coming to earth because I it's all their lyrics for me as a band they're very interpretive so you can you could look at it from many many angles but I, I find this is the most challenging song lyrically from from my taste I don't mind the song as well um, but I think uh, as I like to listen to lyrics I'm like yeah this is interesting because I could read so much into it for me as a song. All right, so we'll go into the next song and uh, I think Jim is chomping at the bit to talk about this. So oh Jim, yeah. Let's get into is... uh, into my hypercube. What a cool name for a song. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is wicked. And I mean, I, I love this song. It's my favorite mm -hmm. song on the album. Uh, possibly in my top 10. Probably. Uh, but anyways, Wicked Song. I love it. It's, uh, you know, you've got a really good, really strong, heavier punk vibe in this song. And it's, uh, I kind of got to this song <clears throat> when I first was listening to it. And went, okay, there's, you know, there's some hints of, of classic Voivod on some of the other previous tracks, but this one really sounds it off. And uh, I mean, I just really like it. I like how it uh, has the slower start and then it just rips into it it's a great great song my favorite song on the album and uh no i i love it and i i'm wondering if this uh you guys i've never seen voivod live do they ever play this live i, I don't know if we have that information or 
Maybe they only noticed he's he seen him. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them probably about like, I don't know, 14 or 15 times. Wow. Uh, I, I can't recall them playing it. Yeah. Definitely not on recent shows. Like I probably saw them three times in the last two years. But then, yeah. you know, I did see them on this tour. Uh, they may have played it at that, but my memory is going to fail me going all the way back. Yeah. To- to 1990 <laughs> sure. i think uh and they were uh opening for rush um so they oh. didn't have like a full set right so i think they only had maybe you know six to eight songs at the most okay interesting well i know this song um it's a challenging song for lots of reasons because now we're we're getting into lyrics about uh heavy drug use hallucination um so it's yeah it's a I don't know. There's this. This is the the recurring theme of the album for me. Um, I just find that everything lyrically they're stringing together these lo- lofty ideals about oh about mental health, the state of the world, the state of, the state of their place maybe in the world, and you know they flip flop here. So instead of going to like hardcore punk and thrash, you're moving into more progressive uh, tomes of like psychedelia, and I think it's very very interesting. But um, I I actually dig this song quite a bit i i never i've never heard them live but i wonder if it's just they find it challenging to play live i don't know possibly yeah 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 Yeah. and i would say it's my sort of top two top three as well uh song on the album i I love it also yeah the one thing i'll say too the riff is very kind of groovy metallica there's just a couple sections where it's like oh this almost sounds like metallica and I, I kind of like that for that reason. So the song is a bit more challenging than some of the previous couple. So I thought that was quite was uh, quite interesting. So, uh, Billy, you're going to take us off into Sub Effect. What do you think of that song? Yeah. And just before I jump there, I'm just looking yeah. at uh, uh, the list that um, uh, that Blake normally looks at. Oh, set list. Yeah. The, uh, shows that uh, are nice. Because I was right. curious, like I, I love that song, you know, into the hyper, into my hypercube as well. Um, mm. So it's their 29th most played song. Uh, oh, so not not all that frequent, and uh, they did it uh, again as accurate as this is 68 times. And then to give you a frame of reference, their most played song, probably not surprising, is Voivod, uh, yeah. and, and sort of that's like over 500 times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not played uh, all that often. Okay, interesting. Well, thanks for looking that up. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Yeah, so sub effect, uh, again, it it kind of, uh, we're getting a, you know, we're into my hypercube, you know, very strong Mm -hmm. song in the uh, second half. Sub effect kind of sort of fits in a a bit more like pre-ignition for me, Uh, you know, a a little bit more on the, you know, complex side musically. Uh, You you need to listen to it a couple of times. For me, again, this is another uh, bass forward track with Blakey, uh, with uh, Blackie taking uh, the show here. Uh, Piggy's, uh, you know, unusual guitar playing again uh, all over this thing. Uh, also for me, uh, Away's drumming is quite strong here. Uh, yeah. Another one where I think he stands out. So, you know, not my favorite song uh, on the album, but again, the funk and the groove uh, sort of keeps the the song going and, and largely led by Blackie for me. Um, so, so I enjoy it, but I'd put it at the bottom half of the uh, of the tracks. Okay, fair enough. And uh, Jim? I like this song. I think it finishes the album off pretty good. Uh, what I like about it is, you know, it's funny because Billy mentioned, you know, a groovy, funky song, and we're talking about yeah. boy vibe. You yeah. know, it's it's like, and now seeing all their catalog, that's a common thing. We can have the, you know, but but up until this album, there really wasn't much groove or funk on on many, maybe a bit more in the Dimension Hadros, but yeah, but the first three albums for sure, <laughs> there really wasn't. So I agree with that a hundred percent. It's a it's a good faster track. It, I think the drums and the bass really showcase and, and throw out that punk vibe. This one's a real heavy punk sounding uh, sounding song for me. And I think it ends the, al- it ends the album off on a, on a pretty good high. It's not my favorite song, the middle of the pack for me. Uh, but it's a great song nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, it's kind of thrashy at the start. So that's what I, I like about the song. So they set the pace right at the beginning. 
you know, and then we're we're talking about that lofty uh, ideal of lyrics where it's about isolation and confusion, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, so this is interesting. Um, not the best end end song to an album, but certainly it's okay. It, it's all right from mm. my taste as well. All right, guys. So we've now finished talking about the album. So <coughs> let's let's go into our top ten. Well, our top ten songs. And I know Billy, you said earlier you had a hard time coming up with ten songs for Void yeah. Rod. So we'll start with you. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Uh, and, and you know, like, so yeah, as you said, I struggled with this, and I think it's just, you know, I said that about the Testament, uh, yeah. you know, one, but you know, Testament was more about consistency. This time, yeah. I say that because there's so many distinct uh, eras in the band, right? Like different mm -hmm. singers uh, and different styles, right? From the thrash and raw of the first album, and all the waves uh, that we go through the career. So uh, pretty tough. My first. Draft, uh, was all nothing faced and uh, dimension hatros my uh, favorite two albums so yeah i don't know that wasn't fair so i wanted to <laughs> sort of get my favorites uh from all the eras so i sort of okay. you know okay. sort of approached it that way so sure. uh you know that said here's going to be my top 10 and uh and so my number 10 uh, i'm going to uh angel rat so the era mm -hmm. where they sort of took uh, nothing face another step forward more into the mm -hmm. prog rock versus prog mm -hmm. metal uh but clouds in my house uh like oh, that track cool. Uh, interestingly here, I mean, you know, prog rock, who's prog rock, you think Rush. Uh, so they got Terry Brown, who's, you know, the producer connected to Rush. And so I think he's a part of, uh, of this sound as well. Um, yeah, it's very different, but it's still Voivod if, if you listen closely. So I'm going to wait uh, in eager anticipation to see if any of this era is on either of your guys' uh, list, but we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> um, so next, again, like for me, one of the most underrated albums is Negatron. Um, <laughs> and so I okay. like Eric Forrest. Uh, like, like, I don't know, like vocally, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a big death metal fan and he leans a little bit that way. So yeah. uh, it, it kind of connects with me. So uh, okay. I love this song. I mean, not everything on Negatron it, it, it is an amazing, but, you know, there, there's at least half of it's incredibly uh, strong songs. And this is uh, one of my favorites uh, on the album but again that said uh, i'll fully acknowledge uh you know uh, there's something special about voivod and snake right it's not the same without snake so you no. know i'm happy to see him come back but i enjoy that album uh, so number eight, I'm going to uh, Nothing Face uh, album, Missing Sequence. Uh, I'm Ooh, a big cool. fan of that track. Again, we talked about it. I, I won't uh, re rehash that. Um, now I'm going to number seven, Killing Technology, uh, mm. Ravenous Medicine. Uh, yes. A yeah, couple yeah, a couple of really good songs there. But for me, a bit of sentimental value. This is one of the first songs I heard. Uh, I had a neighbor who loved this song, and he always sort of made me listen to it. Uh, so I've heard it so many times. So I uh, got that one there. Now, at number six, I had to get some of the old material in here. So I went with the uh, track uh, Voivod uh, from uh, from Warren Payne. Um, you know, very raw, you know, not refined like the album uh, we just talked about but you know it's just an easy song to get into and you know it's a staple of the live show so it's always yeah. a fan favorite when that comes on and everyone sings along so that's really cool uh, number five uh, I'm going back to nothing face uh, into my hypercube uh, we talked about that Sweet. Number four uh, had to go into the uh, uh, the later uh, era of uh, Voivod, and so I'm going to the Wake, uh, which is actually my third favorite uh, Voivod uh, album. And so uh, I'm going with uh, End of Dormancy, uh, just a amazing, unique track. I mean, this thing has orchestration, Tiffany drums, or or whatever, what a Tiffany drums, or what those big drums are called. Uh, yeah. 
just really unique. They're all over the place. Uh, and, you know, like I, you know, Chewy does a, an amazing song, uh, an amazing job on this song. I mean, yeah, really his, you know, musical education uh, really comes shining through on this track. And so, again, he's a perfect fit for, for Voivod. Uh, just everything unusual in this track. So that makes it a perfect Voivod song. Uh, <laughs> number three, I think this is the first time I go to Dimension Hatchross. But for me, I'm going uh, uh, Experiment, the opening track. Um, uh, one of my one of my favorites. Uh, again, I think uh, the, the band's in peak musical form. Uh, at this point, the style will shift. But, you know, the band has really mastered their, their instruments here uh, on this album. And so this track's a great one for me. Uh, number two, we talked about it, The Unknown Knows. Uh, nothing fades yeah. uh and then number one for for me uh so not a nothing face uh, uh, uh song even though that's probably my favorite album but i'm going at uh, tribal convictions from uh dimension hatros to me mm -hmm. here's just a perfect voivod song uh mm -hmm. bridges the old and the new styles uh uh perfectly and again as i said the band technically and and from a precision uh, precision uh perspective is in peak form here on this album so that's okay. my top 10 nice so you and i match a few i got a few okay. what you have on my list different orders but there's a few and uh jim let's uh let's hear what you got for a list yeah i got a few and we got two in the exact same spot so that was nice. kind of neat it's like oh this is awesome <clears throat> so i kind of looked at it the same way my first list i was heavily going on the first few albums and I thought, okay, I got to be fair here. I mean, they just brought out yeah. Morgoth Tales. They, they even did it themselves. So I got to really dig into this a little more. So number 10 for me, I'm going to go with uh, Planet Eaters off the, their newest Ooh, album, nice. uh, you know, Synchro Anarchy. Uh, it's a great, great, mm -hmm. great CD. I love it. Um, and they won a Juno with it. So that's great. Uh, number nine, uh, go to Dimension Hatros with Chaos Mongers. Love that song. That's my favorite album for Voivod all time is Dimension Hatros. Absolutely love that album. Um, number eight, go really old school. And I was toying with Voivod that like that Blake picked, but I went with Warriors of Ice, mm. uh, oh, which is an cool. awesome, awesome track. And I mean, yep. you know, that, that first album, I love that first album. I love the rawness of it. And I think that's a lot of people, I, I see a lot of people when they rate it online and stuff and they're always saying, well, the production was lousy. Well, yeah, that's what makes gives it its charm. Mm. It was done on a shoestring budget and it was awesome. And that's, you know, you, you embrace that no matter what. And uh, anyways, number seven, I go with a little bit of a different album, uh, The Outer Limits and uh, with their oh, longest cool. song, Jack, luminous so really really like that song pretty cool um and that's a great album as well plus i just bought it we bought it on vinyl with the uh, green the green splatter so it's pretty cool uh number six uh i'm gonna go with target earth it was between something from the wake or something from target earth i went with empathy for the enemy it's a oh, wicked nice. song yeah. and i love that album too uh that, that's another great album uh, number five would be the same as uh, Billy's with Into My Hypercube from Nothing Face. Nice. Number four, wanted to get a Negatron song on there. And I love Nano Man. That is a, an amazing song. And I got to see it live with Eric Forrest. It's just he, he, he absolutely rips it. It's awesome. Sweet. Okay. So, I mean, you know, and I like, like as was saying too, like I like all the fact that Voivod embraces pretty much everybody who's been in the band so like when when you break it down like that they don't have you know for morgoth tales they've brought in you know they've, they've brought in uh jay sonic and then they brought in efords and it was all cool it seems like there's just a lot of mutual respect and love there and there's not like that you know especially like in a band like megadeth you know <laughs> i don't think everybody would get together for christmas you know no <laughs> but anyways uh <laughs> Number three, kind of an off-the-wall pick, and one that's, you know, it's, it's technically not really on. The only album it's on is Morgoth Tales, technically, and that's Condemned to the Gallows. Uh, it's on the War Ooh. and Pain expanded edition, but, I mean, that was the first song I heard from the Metal Massacre albums, and it blew me away. And they do a superb redo of it on uh, Morgoth Tales, 
and it's just awesome. I mean, it's awesome. Number okay. two, Ravenous Medicine from Killing Technology, another classic, classic super album and song. And my number one is Tribal Convictions from Dimension Hatros. I mean, you, you can't go wrong. So I think, Billy, nice. we had two exactly in the exact same spots. <laughs> mm, yeah. Nice, Jim. Yeah, I have a, yeah, your, your list matches mine a little bit. So mine has a bit of a theme. Now, I kind of checked out with Voivod for a little bit there during the mid period, and I kind of came back to the band when Target Earth came out because as soon as I heard that I was totally taken by that album because it was kind of a return to thrash a little bit it had a bit more immediacy than some of the some of the stuff they did previously with um with Newstead on bass and you no know, and Piggy passed away so that you know it was a tough time for the band to sort of soldier on without their without their leader but um I'll start it off so I'm gonna pick and I know that I, I might botch this but the song is uh Peranimalium of Synchro Anarchy. I really, really like that song. It, it stuck with me. It's a very odd song title, but uh, as soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, this is great. I totally dig that song. Uh, at number nine, I'm going to, I know Billy had this on this list, End of Dormancy from The Wake. That's a really, really great song. Again, it's just, it's epic right from the start to the end for me. Uh, at number eight, uh, <laughs> they got some weird song titles, but the Goose uh, <laughs> Capel Calm from Target Earth. Oh, when I saw that video and I was like, holy crud. At that time when this came out, I was writing for uh, blistering.com. So um, I was like, they said, you want to review this? I'm like, hell yeah. I heard that song and it blew me away. And it's off Target Earth and I love Target Earth. It's a really, really good album. But I'm stuck with that because at number eight, I got that. But I'm sort of almost liking uh, Mechanical Mind a lot too, which I also think is a really, really good song for them. It's kind of a throwback to the... Uh, the earlier days of the band. Uh, at number seven, I'm picking Panorama from Angel Rat. It's it's a very commercial, radio friendly song. Very psychedelic. Obvi obviously, the you know bands like Pink Floyd really rubbed off on them. But I, I like it. It's a different direction for the band at the time, and the song it's pretty catchy for I guess the closest to a radio friendly song. <laughs> and then at number six, I'm going to go with Nothing Face. Again, we've talked about it. Great album. Great song. Uh, number five, I'm going with Corgill, the Exterminator from Roar. I love that nice. song. I just love the title. <laughs> the title of the song is like, what the hell? So, I mean, obviously, Away, who did all the artwork, is, is for sure, like, he's invented all these creatures and characters. And um, me being a writer, I, I I love that stuff. So, for me, it, it that song title just, like, caught my attention right from the get-go. Uh, at number four, I'm going with Chaos Mongers. And again, from Dimension Hot Trash, but I'm, I'm torn between that and Brain Scan because I do like both songs, but I'll stick with uh, Chaos Mongers. Uh, number three, I'm going with Ravenous Medicine from Killing Technology, which is one of my favorite songs. Um, classic killer song all the way through. Uh, number two, The Unknown Knows from Nothing Face, which again is what we talked about. It's, it's great. And my number one song is Killing Technology. Um, and that is my favorite Voivod album. It's their most at that time in their, their career, their most mature album sounding from the previous uh, few. So yeah, that's that's where I'm going to stick with it for, for today. I mean, it could change tomorrow, but that's what I'm sticking oh, with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So now we've all got our top 10 songs uh, out there. So we all have an idea what's going on. Um, I thought we'd just take a second just to maybe reflect on the current state of the band. Now, I know they've gone through a lot of flux fluctuations. They've uh, lineup changes, but they always stayed really strong as a band and I know Billy uh, was saying earlier he's a huge Martyr fan and because Dan Monograin uh, was in Martyr and then joined um, uh, Voivodish Chewy um, I thought we'd talk about that so you got any thoughts Billy about that? Yeah no so, so I think uh, you know uh, the, the Dan coming into the band and you know really sort of has revived uh, Voivod I mean, some of their their greatest albums in years is with uh, Dan. Um, you know, Dan's such a good choice. You know, he, he comes from the same places, same area as Voivod. Uh, you know, he, he's incredibly talented. He's a big metal fan, but he's also, you know, he's uh, studied jazz in university. I think his degree is in jazz music interpretation. Um, so again, when you think about Voivod and all the unique guitar lines, and so, you know, mm -hmm. culturally, he fits in with the band from the same place. Musically, he fits in 
with the band. Uh, and again, for anyone who, who maybe doesn't know Martyr, I've been a fan since day one. Uh, and maybe that, again, coming from Quebec, I mean, this band's from Quebec. Um, so so I heard a lot about it. Uh, anyone who might be interested, uh, you know, probably their best song, their best album's called Feeding the Abscess. Uh, it's okay. from 2006. Uh, <clears throat> also an amazing live album from Martyr, uh, Havoc in Quebec City. It was released in one of my favorite live albums. Uh, the interesting thing here as well, it's actually Chewy who does the singing uh, and oh, he does okay. uh, an amazing job uh, on uh, sort of death metal vocals. So one day I'd like to see him do a bit of uh, backup uh, in uh, in uh, in Voivod uh, or, or maybe take uh, vocals on a track or two. Uh, I think that might be pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, uh, Dan comes in and then the, you know, I think it's with Target Earth. Uh, and then just all the albums are fantastic, right? He, yeah. He's sort of one of the main songwriters in the band. Uh, and, and so, like, he just has so much to offer and he brings so much to the table that I think, uh, you know, Voivod are in great shape to keep going. It, he reinvigorates them. Uh, uh, and, you know, you even got a new bass player. Uh, and again, mm -hmm. like, you see him on stage. He's, like, just excited uh, to be on stage with Voivod. And so... And again, you've got, you know, Snake coming back, you know, after yeah. his absence in the band. And so it's just, you know, uh, the combination of all these things makes the, the latest uh, era of Voivod so good. And, you know, just makes me happy for what's probably still to come in the future. And their most recent albums are perfect examples that there's so much uh, they, they still have to offer in 2023 and beyond. Cool. And uh, Jim, how about yourself? You got any thoughts about Voivod? Oh, I mean, I think it's really cool. And it's a testament to how tight the band is, as Billy talked about with the new additions. And that, uh, you know, I, I love the fact here you've got a band that put out uh, an award-winning album in 2022. Then they put out the Ultraman EP. Then they put out Forgotten in Space, which is a box set where they've added a whole bunch of new stuff, including uh, the demos <laughs> for Dimension Hatros, which are phenomenal. And I suggest anybody who hasn't heard it, check it out. It's really cool. Um, and then they bring out essentially another album with all their not so obvious hits with Morgoth Tales. And I think it's so smart how they do it um, compared to other bands out there that just flood the market with greatest hits, greatest hits, greatest hits. These guys decide to re redo, uh, like reperform, redo with some of their members that were on, like Jason Newstead for one song and uh, Eric Forrest for one song. And they redo the songs 2023 style including adding like a new song technically, which would be Condemned to the Gallows because in, in theory, it technically was never on a full album. It, it only end, ended up as an extra on the War and Pain reissue. So I, these guys are smart. They're just not churning it out. They're just saying, and they're, they made it so that it's not so obvious picks. So, because the first thing I did when I got the album mm -hmm. and I reviewed it for the Metal Pit is I'm sitting there and I went, hey, where's Tribal Conventions? And then I didn't get it till I read through the promo and everything. And I went, oh, okay, this, this makes total sense. And it's just so smart. <clears throat> and it just speaks to their rel how relative, you know, how relevant they are in the music industry. Um, you know, because they're, they're able to bring this stuff to light fairly quickly. I mean, they, they wrote, I think, the new song for uh, Morgoth Tales on the road while they were in Europe over the winter. And that's just pretty cool. I mean, you know... And they're not just churning like, you know, you, you hear so many bands that are, well, they're, they're remastered, maybe even an album. Okay, fair enough, but no, nothing extra. Maybe it sounds different in a lot of cases. I don't know if you can tell or whatever, but, you know, these guys will add an extra track or they'll bring out a demo or maybe some live stuff. And I think that's really, really cool when they do that. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's, I'm proud that they're Canadian because, uh, you know, and, and from Quebec, because Quebec is a hotbed of metal for, uh, for in Canada. And these guys just, just pay it so, pay it so much forward. And uh, no, I, I really, really think that the future is wide open. Um, you know, you've got Away, who's an acclaimed artist who does all the art yeah. for all yeah. the albums. I mean, it's just phenomenal. I, you know, the, 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 the future is bright. And I think, uh, you know, when, 
when they hit this many albums in with a band, I think a lot of things start to happen. Maybe a excuse me, staleness or maybe running out of ideas or whatever and just start kind of going through the motions. That is definitely not happening with Voivod. And you guys you guys are hundred percent right. Uh saying Dan is re you know, he's re-energized. He's got them. He's got them got them excited about it again. And I, I think it's a I think it's a great time to be a Voivod fan for sure. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, Dan Dan sort of almost like reinvigorates the band and he brings that piggy piggy spirit back to the band yeah. i think and it's very obvious in the way that his style of guitar and, and the riffs that he brings to the table um so it's it's, it's good it, it makes the band really strong and like i said for me target earth brought me back to the band i i mean i i own all their albums but i for, for a period i wasn't really listening to a lot of their mid-period stuff i i'd put an album on once in a blue moon and then all of a sudden you hear target earth and it's like whoa what's going on here and it just Brings back that metallic sound, but also includes the all their all their uh, influences, the jazz influences, the progressive sounds. So I like the fact that at this stage in their career, they're able to balance it all very, very well, and it sounds great. and And I would agree with what you guys are saying. I hope that they both maintain another a few more albums. Uh, maybe get out to the tour more. That would be nice. I don't know if they're touring in the states much, but um, I know it gets harder for smaller bands i mean i don't know if i'd call them a small band but a band like boy to get out there and tour heavily throughout the year but i would hope they're out there trying to get their get their music out to people to hear so yeah so i'm i'm like you guys i'm uh, target earth was my return to the band i love everything they're doing since that time i haven't picked up more tales yet but that i will have to get, pick that up at some point but i did read your review jim it was, it was good well, thanks. You know, and hats off to Billy. He got me into feeding the abscess yeah. by Martyr. I, it just arrived on Friday. I took a picture of it with my weekend beer I was drinking, and uh, what an album! And I'm trying to track nice. down their other albums as well. I mean, that that's oh, a yeah. great album. And you know, I learn as much as everybody else who listens to this uh, and a band that I I didn't even really know existed. And you know. Uh, <laughs> you guys were talking about a lot of bands for our top 10 Canadian uh, list there with Annihilator. A lot mm -hmm. of great stuff on there that I, I, I keep going on it, listening to the stuff, writing it down, and then going to check it out. So thanks, guys. It's it's awesome. You know, it, it's awesome when we can share that and do that. Yeah, for the thing sure. about Canadian music, we all have a different taste, different yeah. uh, different look. It's great that we can all like share our, our, our ideas and the bands that we like as a group. Um, just uh, one final question. Do you guys own, I'm assuming you do. Um, it's probably a silly question. But do you guys own all their albums? Like, are you guys like uh, like obsessive collectors where you have to have every single album the band puts out? Because I know I do with most bands that I'm that I'm, I'm kind of into. Yeah, I have everything uh, on vinyl and mostly everything on CD as well. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm one of those old school collectors. I, I need the nice. hard copies. <laughs> nice yeah me too me too yeah i've got i've got all their stuff and i've started back collecting like i get like the nothing face uh pink splatter uh mm. album just it's limited to 2000 or whatever i like to collect mm. that stuff but i still have my og cassettes of warren Payne, uh roar and killing technology dimension hat frost right to i think uh to nothing face so and that obviously you've switched to cds after that but i have them all rebought and I like getting the extended, the, the, the ones they redo every now and then uh, just to kind of uh, like refurbish them and get some different ones. Like War and Pain, I probably have on original CD and I've got the one that has Condemned to the Gallows on it. Plus I have, I, I got to get it on vinyl though. I don't have it on vinyl, but uh, yeah, I collect it all. I've got the box set and they're coming out, I think. <clears throat> Voivod's coming out with a, um, with a music special, I believe, like a, like a kind of not a behind the music type thing, but a kind of a biog biography type thing. They're they're going to be working on that. I think it's going to be a, like an hour and a half long, the history okay. of Voivod on that. I believe I saw that, that they're working on cool. that now. So that'll be really, really interesting if that comes to fruition. Very cool. And uh, I do have to ask you, Billy, because we normally in this podcast, we always ask if you saw them live and you said you've seen them numerous times, when was the last couple of times you saw them? 
Uh, yeah, so I saw them uh, probably on this day exactly a month ago in Germany. They uh, played okay. at a Wacken Open Air uh, Festival. So uh, it was great there. And yeah, I mean, they are internationally well-known. I mean, it, when I'm sort of walking around Germany and you meet a metal guy uh, and they're, you say you're from Canada, right away they're like, oh, Russian Voivod. Uh, those are the two things uh, nice. everybody kind of knows. So that's pretty cool. But did, you know, you, you mentioned it. They do still do U.S. tours, uh, okay. almost annually, but they're small tours, like not like okay. end to end. But they tend to really focus on the Northeast, like New York and and Philadelphia, and kind of up there. Um, which was good for me because I lived there for like 15 years. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, one thing I'll add, like like they played in Philadelphia in uh, 2022, uh, okay. if memory serves me right. And they were playing this annual event, which is really cool. It's called the Metal and Beer Festival. So all rare beers and, and all great metal bands. Um, and, and so Voivod was there. Great set. Uh <clears throat> Uh, and and one thing that I was so impressed is, uh, you know, as you go get your beer, like in between uh, songs and uh, when Voivod was off, Snake spent the whole time out in the hallway, uh, just talking to everybody, taking pictures. Uh, I mean, here's a guy, you know, who's been here doing this forever and he still like loves to chat with the fans. And uh, it just, I, I was so incredibly impressed and you see right. other bands do it, but Voivod Voivod's really one of the OG uh, metal bands. So I think it's really cool that I, I don't see the other guys like uh, out and about, but Snake is, uh, yeah, I was so impressed uh, that he's still cool. doing that all these years later. Nice. And uh, Jim, you've not seen him as well? Because I know I haven't seen him a lot. No, I no. unfortunately haven't seen them. And I tell you, I have to make a trip up to Montreal at some point when they're playing and I can yeah. turn a trip into a trip type thing. And I, it definitely a bucket list band for me. And I'm totally jealous. Billy's seen them that many times. And, and that recent, I mean, at, at WAC and that's uh, amazing. I saw a lot of footage from that, uh, but yeah, I haven't seen them live at all, which is kind of a drag. <laughs> And what was cool is I saw them on, on Nothing Face. Uh, and when oh. they came through Canada, they opened for Rush. So okay. this must have been like really great for, for Voivod because they're playing. I mean, I saw them in Montreal. So the Montreal Forum, like where the Montreal Canadians play, because uh, Rush obviously could sell that out. But I mean, yeah. it must have been so amazing for them to play like in Quebec, a hockey arena, uh, yeah. you know, playing their music. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm sure they, they were thrilled to death uh, to get on that tour. And, and may, I mean, sure, Rush is not a thrash band and you know and Voivod weren't all thrash at nothing face album but it was still an odd mix to throw them together but kudos uh to Rush for uh, bringing them on tour uh that was very cool well it's funny I I, I don't actually think it's that odd Billy to, to be honest with you because I mean you know they're they're going they're starting to lean into progress the, the progressive yeah, ideas yeah, so I mean I could I could actually to be honest with you I wouldn't say that's a really weird pairing if, if I actually had to go to that show I would mm. love to go to that show because Rush was pretty much at that point they were they're forging right into a progressive sound. So I, yeah, I, I don't think the two they're, they're that far off really when you think yeah. about it. You know, but, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, they both play the uh, progressive angle, but when they played one or two of the older songs, that that was a bit yeah. odd. Uh, oh, yeah, that yeah. didn't totally fit. <laughs> That's where I was coming from, right? Voivod, uh, playing Voivod yeah. in front of uh, the Rush fans wasn't a perfect fit. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It might might put a few people out like, what the hell? Exactly. But I, I think it would that would be an awesome show if I had seen it. I would have loved oh, it. Yeah. Love to see that show. It would have blew me away. All right, so we're coming up to about an hour, guys. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to add before we uh, close out this show? Billy, Jim. No, I think okay. we uh, we covered most things. We we really covered uh, a lot on this episode. It was a great one. Great. Yeah, this was fun. Did. This was fun. Yeah. yeah, this was fun. Good. I'm, I'm glad you guys both liked it, and I'm glad we were able to uh, sub in for Blake to give him a you know a well deserved night off. I'm sure uh, he's enjoying <laughs> it. Uh, Blake uh, said next week that they will be doing uh, Screaming for Vengeance, which Judas Priest. That's a classic album. So I'm looking forward to that, to hearing that next week. 
And, you know, I want to thank both, uh, both Billy and uh, Jim for coming back on. We've sort of formed a little team here for the last two or three episodes, <laughs> which is great. We all have uh, our own experiences and our own uh, interest in music and metal. And um, if there's nothing else to say, guys, we'll just sign out and see you all there.